Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Welcome to the Balance Podcast. So our guest this week is Will Williams. If you are remotely into meditation, you probably know who Will Williams is. He's he's a meditation guru. Um, Bija meditation uh is uh his company um b e e j a beja meditation so i went round to will's flat in east london and we immediately got on a bit too well that makes it sound like we kissed and curled on his sofa we, we if my wife is listening we did not that was just just a rumor but no we got we got on that well that we we kept saying like we've got to save this for the podcast this is you, you may have heard of this theory before that if you're appearing on a, a radio show or a TV show or a, or a podcast, you shouldn't talk with the host or the guest for fear of letting the genie out of the bottle. I think it's Conan O'Brien, one of my absolute um, comedy heroes. I think it's Conan. It might be Colbert, but I'm pretty sure it's Conan. Conan's a lovely human being, but I think Conan deliberately. So Conan O'Brien is a US talk show behemoth one of the all-time greats and i believe he deliberately doesn't speak to his guests before they appear on the show for fear of getting all the good stuff out of the way so that when they appear on the talk show they hit the ground running and so will and i we, we met and that was it we, we were away we're, we're, we're both um let's say slightly reformed characters i think in our 20s we both used to hit it hard and then we got into the world of wellness almost for me it's nearly 20 years ago it's more than 15 years ago uh will got into meditation uh, i got into self-help like you would not believe um anyway so we, we were chat 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 and then we said right so we'll do we'll do a meditation together and then we'll do the podcast so uh, the reason why i'm explaining this is because we start the podcast immediately after a meditation so it's it's a <laughs> it's a you, you might listen to this thinking that's a good idea it is but <laughs> all it meant was that i was a bit sleepy for the <laughs> for the first few minutes of the chat so uh if it sounds like i've just woken up in in, in many ways I, I suppose i have so uh that was the idea the thinking behind it was that we would try this thing where yeah man we'll do a podcast straight from a meditation oh my gosh uh, and in reality, yeah, as I say, it sounds like uh, I've just been woken from a, a, a deep slumber. Um, but but Will, an, an extraordinary chap, an extraordinary uh, life, really. He, he he worked in the music industry and all the uh, 
the excess that entailed. It, it sounds like it was sex and drugs and rock and roll. Um, and then he's got into meditation. He, he has a new book out. And then also there is um, a Bija meditation app. So this meditation app, when it comes out, I need to be careful, but it it's it's re yeah I can say this I believe it reaches the parts some other apps uh, can't quite reach I believe they took the technology uh, very very seriously so look out for that the Bija meditation app um, before we get to Will there is our good news story good news this week comes from the the wonderful country of New Zealand um, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and her Finance Minister Grant Robertson have come out and said that they are committed to well-being. So instead of being uh, all focused about the economy and balancing the budget and all that sort of thing like most countries do, their priority is, is well-being. So billions of pounds will be spent on mental health, homelessness, domestic violence, child poverty. Uh, Prime Minister Arden has said this budget shows that you can do all of those things. Quite remarkable, really. Uh, and inspiring. Can you imagine? I mean, uh, regular listeners will know that I'm a, a soppy sort, but can you imagine if more countries took a leaf out of New Zealand's book? So the, that, that finance minister, Mr. Robertson, has said, for me, well-being means people living lives of purpose, balance and meaning to them and having the capabilities to do so. Um, absolutely wonderful story from New Zealand. That is so, some of my good news stories. <laughs> Tend to, tend to start off sad and then hopefully some good in there. But that, that's just pure good. So, uh, yeah, wonderful. New Zealand. My gosh. Uh, and now, um, as I say, went round to his flat recently for, to uh, conduct this interview and indeed a meditation. So I hope you enjoy. This is Will Williams of Bija. So I'm here with uh, Will Williams. Um, if my voice sounds slightly softer than the usual... Uh, Yorkshire wine that you're used to is because we've we've quite literally uh, just come out of a, a meditation so this is this is that's a new experience for me in terms of uh, starting an episode like this so um, will we'll, the first question I suppose to kick off with um, have you done that before where because will and I we've just done this and we've not spoken a word since so will asked me if I wanted a tea and that was pretty much that have you ever done anything like this before? Um, <clears throat> well, I've, I've guided uh, people into meditations uh, previously. Uh, usually if I do guide people, it's actually, you know, in the hundreds or thousands at a time. Um, so it's quite rare for me to guide just one person. But I've never then jumped on a podcast. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how, how... So I know a bit about your journey. I've, I've got to stop using the word journey. Um a lot of our listeners will, but some won't. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it, how you got into it, really, given your background? Yeah, I mean, I was very far removed from this world, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I was a proper rock and roll boy um, living a very self-destructive life. But, you know, it was allegedly the good life, really, you know. Um, spending my time in the music industry. Um, I mean, I was renowned for being wild, even by music industry standards. So, um, yeah, I... The sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing really was ingrained in my existence, but I wasn't sleeping very well, and I was stressed, and I was really, when I wasn't stimulating myself with various naughty substances, I was very low energy, um, 
I was either really hyped up or I was flat. Um, and that volatility wasn't very much fun. And I actually had been looking for solutions for a long time, whether it would be hypnotherapy, yoga, reflexology, acupuncture, you know, all those sorts of things. I had even looked into some meditation, but it just felt really weird and austere and, you know, lots of monks in saffron robes. (laughs) And um, that wasn't really my ticket back then. Um, So I was out partying one night and I randomly got chatting to some chap and he managed to convince me that I should give this thing a go because it would sort out my insomnia and hey presto two weeks later the insomnia had gone so obviously having found this nugget of gold I was like okay I'm going to keep doing this and then as I did it I became much more productive I was finishing work literally two hours earlier every day um, because I was just so clear I was prioritizing all my tasks I was not distracted and but there were also these lovely other things coming through. I felt much more creative, and I felt like a much kinder person. I bit by bit became less selfish and just more well rounded and appreciative of people and life. Uh, I became friendlier to strangers because I used to be quite like if you were in my tribe, sure, like I was you know really really great but if you weren't in my tribe you know you were nothing really that was how it was for me and um so yeah it proved to be quite transformational in a fairly short period of time it was also the best hangover cure i'd ever encountered so i was still living that rock and roll lifestyle so i now had more energy to work harder and party harder which i found fabulous how long did you sustain the rock and roll with the about 10 months. I mean, you had a fair old swing of the bat then, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, now I could dig myself out of a terrible Sunday morning. Um, so I could have just, you know, it felt like, uh, to be honest, I began to feel quite invincible. But there was a dawning within me that, okay, this was so compelling that I really did need to explore it further. And I am a curious cat. So um, I went on a retreat in Norfolk. And How long ago was this? This was now... 10 years ago actually yep. almost to the day wow and um, and then I had my first experience of universal love at the retreat which you know until you've had that experience is very difficult to, to understand but in effect you feel as big as the universe and you feel absolutely love for everything and everyone within the universe and I had that and how do you get to that state without psychotropics um you uh there's techniques i'm doing a retreat this weekend and i will be teaching people those very same techniques and people get that while they're there or you know they'll come home on the train from arundel on monday and some of them will feel like they've just dropped something quite fun that they would normally take on a friday night um i even had an 86 year old couple come from geneva and by the Sunday night of the retreat, this lady, who was now obviously at the end of her life, was experiencing universal love and she just couldn't believe it. And she spent her whole life not having had this experience and she was a changed woman after that. So I imagine a lot of listeners who haven't yet em- embarked on meditation, how do you take those first baby steps because I mean if I'm I'm honest it's something that I struggle with I said to you when I first got here that I 
I meditate, but I, I'm still at the headphone stage, so I know okay. that I'm not doing it properly. Yeah. Um, how does one... Because um, it sounds like you took to it almost instantly off the back of that party. Yes, that's right. I did. Um, so we do courses that take about seven hours over three days, and we need that amount of time with people to enable them to become self-sufficient. Because I'm not personally a fan of making you dependent on a digital device, especially as that digital device is quite often the source of your overstimulation. Sure. Um, so they can. So the apps can be a good starting point, and we're obviously about to launch our own app. But the difference being we're trying to help you become self-sufficient rather than dependent. Um, that takes a few hours. Um, but having done that, you can very confidently and competently hit the ball out of the park pretty much from your first week and um that's the noise isn't it yeah that is yeah um but that's the thing you know we're doing this in hoxton square yeah it's a noise it's a regular noisy environment in fact it's probably noisier than a number of places but this is the this is the key to it you can actually have profoundly deep meditative experience even in the thick of a busy city life and that's a really important message to get out there because I think a lot of people have this idea that you have to try and clear your mind of all thoughts. It's got to be a quiet, dark space and you know, you've got to sit in uncomfortable positions and that's just completely inaccurate. You can sit in your favourite armchair, even with noise going on all around you and you can get into this deep space and then you end up being more genuinely you as a person and the more genuine you will be happier, healthier, friendlier, more productive, more creative, and more feeling a greater sense of connection to yourself and to the world, and with that comes a sense of meaning and purpose. And now it sounds like I'm advertising for you, and I, I, I can assure you I'm not, that, that during that uh, meditation, obviously because we are in Hoxton Square, there was a lot of noise, yet it didn't remotely bother me, it just washed Wash over me yeah. and that whole experience you know I wouldn't have changed any of it so I mean you've mm. yeah you've <laughs> you've totally proved your point there um, can you say a bit about the the app because I imagine that will resonate with a lot of people listening to this yes sure so I I have this kind of very interesting um, perception of or relationship with the apps that are out there which is on the one hand I'm incredibly reverential of the fact that they have made meditation so accessible and so widely available and they have played a big part in meditation becoming a thing that has reached beyond the fringes so I'm super respectful and I have to say the Calm app is I think is just a sensational piece of sort of digital architecture really um, but there's also that side of me that because I'm coming from a certain level of expertise, it's like there's a huge gap in what I can help people experience versus what these apps can. And there is no substitute for having that live interaction with a really experienced teacher. But I wanted to set myself the challenge of can we at least get people halfway to that state yeah. and how, you know, so you get way more than what exists out there at the moment 
And then I think what you'll find is a lot more people take to it because, you know, millions and millions of people have tried these things. How many of them are doing it on an ongoing basis? It's a quite a small percentage of that. So I've spent the last year crafting this thing, putting my heart and soul into this app. And um, <clears throat> it's a really beautiful thing. It's got some super funky features, including some technology which models the waveforms that you hear in such a way that it will activate your brain 400% more than regular MP3 files, for example. And, um, and in that, I've just spent the weekend actually recording the 12-step Learn to Meditate program. And I'm really, really pleased with it, actually. It's, I think it's going to help a lot of people be able to meditate properly. Please explain. The 400% thing. Yeah. Please explain. Um, so there was a gentleman who was uh, part of the psychedelics movement in the 60s. He, him and Timothy Leary and a few others, basically, were the ones doing all of that research. Um, could use research sure (laughs) Um, and um but he realized after a while that psychedelics were weren't sustainable it was burning his body out to keep having these very very intense experiences so he spent the last 50 years um developing technologies which help you try and get into those sorts of expanded states without having the craziness and intensity of a psychedelic experience anyway he's got this he developed this sonic package which we've now um well we're just about to sign off on the license for and it's going into the app and um it's gonna it's gonna blow people away i think because it literally sounds like you're in the room with the person who's guiding you wow yeah it's cool and because it's doing certain things it just Rather than just being this flat, compressed file, yes, your brain is hearing it as if we're in the room together. So your brain interacts with those sounds in a much more powerful, much more engaged way. That's remarkable. Mm. So wh- when does it when does it come out? The app first of May. First of May. What do we need to look out for? What we're we searching for? Beja meditation. Beja Meditation. B-E-E-J-A Meditation. Great plug. <laughs> um, but the, the the buzz for it already is strong, isn't it? Because yeah. of everything that you've done in recent years. That's right. How exciting is it being you right now? Because you, oh, you're quite a calm... You're, you strike me as quite a calm guy. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard not to return to that childish feeling of... Of course. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I'm still the same old playful, joyful me. I just don't necessarily need to then adrenalize the hell out of myself or you know do whatever it is to take it to that extreme because I've got another way to find this sort of inner transcendent experience that doesn't require getting off my face but apart from that you know I still um, I'm still very very jokey and naughty and playful and all this and of course I do have that boyhood excitement because We've got this app coming out. We're opening up lots of international centres. I'm doing massive work with schools at the moment. We're going to be taking meditation to millions of children. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. And we've also got World Meditation Day coming up as well. Um, So we've got Brixton Electric hired for that. And we've got New York and Los Angeles as well. And the place in Los Angeles where we're doing it, it's in this dome. And it's basically 
you are going to be immersed in a 3D experience, or even more than 3D. It's 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 so wild, I can't even explain it. So, sorry, please say a bit more about that, because that's like nothing I've ever heard before. Yeah. Um, so there is this place called The Wisdom in Los Angeles, and it's the hottest venue in LA at the moment, and we've hired it for World Meditation Day. So I'm going to do pre-work rave at Brixton in the morning and then fly over and do the evening in Los Angeles. It's like Phil Collins at Live Night. Yeah, that's right, exactly. And... Um, it's so all of the sound system is developed for you to have um, if you can imagine an IMAX but then imagine that actually being the whole experience the, an entire dome like that visually and sonically yeah and we're going to have <clears throat> some cool artists playing we're just waiting to sign the contracts on those and so it's just going to be and we've got I've paid this lady to kind of make all these crazy crazy visuals that work in this sort of three-dimensional way and um yeah it's going to be a trip do, do you find that um when you and i were younger we yeah. behaved a certain way yeah. um do you find that people who are now late teens 20s are exploring the sorts of things that you, you're, you're talking about rather yeah. than the things that you and i may or may not have got up to yeah it does seem that way it feels like there's an awareness amongst young people or certainly some young people, that they're looking at our generation and the ones that came before us and thinking, eh, I'm not really sure you've done that good a job, actually. I yeah. mean, the planet is... The environment is being destroyed um, to a certain extent. And, you know, there's still a lot of violence and hate and confusion and uh, not overly inspiring behaviours in the world. And I think they're looking at that and going, okay, there must be a different way. And for whatever reason, they seem to be engaging with these other things now instead of um, going out and getting pissed on a Friday night or doing whatever's. And um, I find that really inspiring. Absolutely. And I think it's also very necessary because young people are probably under more stress than they ever have been, at least in peacetime. And their nervous systems are being so hyper-stimulated by all of this technology. And the real issue is the fact that they've been programmed, their nervous systems have been programmed from a very young age to be looking at screens. And so their brains will have actually rewired themselves to be in this hyped-up state, which is why so many young people have got anxiety. Yeah. It's simply the condition of their nervous system. So there's a very chronic need for them to find meaningful solutions and meditation is one of those one thing i i can't get my around <coughs> is is our generation's need to be spiteful and mean towards the younger generation mm. in a way that i don't think has happened well i, I literally don't know when that, that our generation think that we have the right to uh, be so mean so you know we, we, use, we use words like woke as a, as a weapon against younger people how, how on earth does that happen? Because that's not helping with their anxiety either, is it? No, of course not. Um, <clears throat> it's, I would say it's simply a byproduct of the collective stress phenomena that's going on now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when human beings are stressed, they go into a fight or flight mode. And when you're in fight or flight mode, because you're basically, your body and neurology think that they need to help you survive, you become aggressive. Because aggression can save your life under fight or flight. Right. And you become very, very, very me-oriented because, quite frankly, if if, if it's me or the tiger, 
I'm going to make sure that me survives. So I stop caring about the wider body of humanity and indeed nature. All I've got to do is get through the next 10 minutes of my life and still be alive. And because we're so hyped up with technology, with all these demands, with all these deadlines, with all these social commitments, which obviously social media can feed the FOMO, as it were, all the domestic chores, we're overwhelmed. And so we, we have to vent in some way. And that venting can be being irritable and frustrated and angry it could be rage it could be passive aggressiveness yeah. which is a very very common one um, <clears throat> or it can be becoming withdrawn and sullen and ultimately whatever people are thinking or oh, you're just fear driven with anxiety and worry and fretfulness and then there's negativity and that negativity then gets passed on and the 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 parents and the elders who are really really fearful are then potentially very negative about the young people's dreams. Oh, you shouldn't try that. You need to, you know, you need to follow the formula because that's safe. Sure. And that's quite a claustrophobic environment for young people to grow up in. But the, the biggest issue is the lack of connection. You know, when you're young, you're very sensitive to people's presence, attention and their levels of love and particularly their unconditional love. Uh, conditional love is not that nourishing for people because there's always that sense at least subconsciously that someone wants something in return and you know everyone's brains are so everyone's brains are so busy now that they're having all these thoughts they're distracted they're not able to give good attention they're not present and they're not feeling overly loving and so Basically, young people are starved of all of this, and in its place is coming the negativity, the hostility, uh, and or the withdrawal. And so there's a kind of vacuum there for them. So I think that's one of the reasons why they are stepping up to the plate and actually, yes. you know, owning their situation and saying, "Well, sod you, then I'm going to find different solutions." Are you seeing that in terms of? Feedback, I take it. Do you, are you having young people essentially saying thank you? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think they realise that they've stumbled onto a huge gift, and you also get this with you know people coming along in their fifties or sixties, and you can almost see them going, "Ah, oh, if only I, if only I discovered this thirty years ago." Sure. But you know, thirty years ago, these sorts of things were quite niche. So whenever you discover it in life, it's going to make your life better. So whether you're twenty or whether you're sixty you've still got the rest of your life that will be better as a result of it. You've got to embrace it either way. Exactly. So, uh, again, for the for the listener who wants to explore Bija, um, do you, do you, this is such a naive question, do you start off with the 20 minutes or is, is, there, a, you know, is there a way to incorporate it into your life until it becomes daily? Is it always 20 or are you building up to an hour? Is it? Oh, no, that's, you know, I went around the world for years and years and years meeting all these masters, trying all these different techniques and I really had a set of criteria, which was, okay, what's going to be accessible and relevant to regular people? I was thinking of my friends and family in particular, because they were miles away from meditation, but I knew it would be great for them if it just felt attainable enough for them. 
Is it portable? Can you do it on the train, tube, bus, plane and the park bench in a coffee shop? Yes or no, because if you can't do that, then quite frankly, it's not going to be regular. And if you're not consistent, then quite frankly, you're not going to get that much benefit out of it. And then is it short enough to be snackable? Because, yeah, I love Vipassana, for example. Fantastic technique. Can't can't speak of it highly enough, but you got to do two hours a day. And how many Londoners have, or how many people in the world, full stop, have got two hours a day to dedicate to meditation? Not many. And then finally, it's, are you supposed to buy into a system of belief as part of the package or not? And my view is, meditation is here to set you free, is to enable you to work it all out for yourself and live from your own truth as opposed to trying to follow somebody else's truth. And so having taken that criteria around the world, I basically arrived at this and that's what we've been teaching. What, what, What is it about you that given your music background, the rock and roll background, how, how come you've managed to nail this meditation space in the, in the way that you have? I don't know. Um, that's a really interesting question. I think part luck, part dedication, part curiosity, and I think just an uncompromising desire to find the best and to bring it back to the world. Um, I do feel an enormous sense of service to the world, and I am acutely aware of all these issues actually the more I meditated before I came became a teacher I started to see very clearly all the dynamics of what's going on in the world and it became abundantly clear to me that it's the state of consciousness of individuals and society which is governing these behaviors so it's not about telling people that there's a problem it's about actually giving them the tools that enable them to be solution-oriented rather than problem-fixated. And that's why I gravitated towards meditation. And um, so I work hard. I've managed to somehow, you know, Serendipity has brought me an amazing team of people. And we, we know we, we're, we've got something which is very, very precious and very, very unique and we're sharing that and what we've managed to do over the years is we've been refining it because we're actually teaching the oldest technique in the world it's 10,000 years old but there were a few gaps and rather than being dogmatically well you know it is how it is and that's your life (laughs) yeah it was like okay well okay if there's a gap there's a gap here there's a gap here and there's a gap here how can we address those so really it's sort of 80% of the original bona fide 10,000 year old you know piece of gold woven in with the sort of 20% of the best of the rest why is it all happening now because wellness is now a multi-billion dollar industry yes why now because it does feel like the last maybe even 24 months maybe a little longer than that that it's just gone on I mean I've seen it from working at Balance you'll you'll have certainly seen it why now? The collective stress crisis that's going on. Um, people need solutions. You can't just keep ramping up your adrenals and racing around chasing your tail on the hamster wheel of life without there being consequences. I believe it was Robbie, Robert Louis Stevenson once said, um, 
ev- eventually everyone sits down to dine at a banquet of consequences or something like that. Sure. And, you know, we've created these consequences by rather unwittingly speeding up to the point of near burnout. And, um, you know, mental health is a major issue. It's getting worse by the year. Physiological health is also a major issue. And, you know, I think most people innately realise that pharmaceutical solutions aren't really... It's a bit of a last resort rather than, you know... I don't think anyone pops a pill and feels good about it. I think they feel that they don't have any other choices. And for me... That's really, really heartbreaking because actually for a lot of mental health issues and for a lot of physical issues as well, whether it's IBS or, you know, acid reflux or autoimmune situations, we get people coming through all the time with all of this stuff. And there is a massive reduction and many times a complete disappearance of symptoms. So what I want to help the world do is realize that things like meditation can actually be a first resort. And then if that doesn't dig you out of the hole, then, of course, there are these pharmacological approaches which can, you know, do what you need them to do. Um, So there's just a need. And I think also there's another really interesting dynamic going on whereby we have reached a certain level of material abundance and yet we're still not happy. And in fact, we appear to be unhappier than we were 50 years ago, 100 years ago. So, of course, at some point, there's a wake-up call that says, I'm in a rut, or this is not filling my soul with inspiration. You know, I'm basically living for the weekend, I'm, I'm working to pay the mortgage, I'm on the treadmill of life. Is this as good as it gets? And so we get a lot of people coming to us for that reason as well. It's like, Listless. there must be more. There must be more. And of course, there is more. And it's actually this internal treasure chest, which may have hitherto remained locked to you. And we can give you the tools to help you unlock that. What is it about... So, so I, I, I understand that meditation is good for multiple reasons. What is it exactly that happens that has such a transformative effect? So, so take me, the layman, I enjoy... Yeah. The process of sitting down and closing my eyes, and you know, I, I got a lot out of that. Yeah. But yet, I don't know why it works. <laughs> yes. So there's a few different things. Um, first of all, when we give people these sounds uh, to to work with in their mind, it has an incredibly powerful de-exciting effect on the nervous system. And once you de-excite the nervous system and you, your body goes into a deep state of rest and repair, far deeper than deep sleep, you, your body can start fixing lots of things. And your nervous system can start ironing out the kinks. So your nervous system remembers every episode of stress, emotion and trauma that you've ever had. And there's a wonderful book called The Body Keeps the Score, which talks about this in great detail. When you get yourself into this state, which is beyond 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Anything you can achieve in most other ways, you start purging that. And all of a sudden, the emotional charge associated with those events in your life, which have made you more defensive, possibly more aggressive, more negative, more frightened, you start losing that emotional charge. And as a result, you actually start opening up into a more well-rounded human being. And then at the, the brain level, they tr- these sounds trigger a level of neurological coherence, which is emblematic of peak performance, of hyper-creativity, um, so you go into alpha state, not just in a few bits of your brain, but like the whole of your brain. And that means that you feel you can now seemingly solve every problem, which makes you feel incredibly empowered as a human being, because you feel like you've now got the font of all solutions inside. Yeah. Um, you are able to be much more productive. And also the... The, the alarm system in your brain, which is called the amygdala, basically this little almond-shaped thing, is what triggers all of the stress chemicals, the cortisol and the adrenaline and such like. That starts to become much calmer. And so then your heart rate will calm and um, your blood pressure tends to normalise. And you instead of pumping out stress chemicals all day, you're now pumping out more endorphins. So you feel happier. Right. And the activation of what's known as the prefrontal cortex at the front in your frontal lobes, that becomes balanced between the left and the right, which means that your mood 
tends to be much more stable rather than oscillating. Yes. Um, and that was one of the biggest things for me, actually. I used to have very volatile mood swings and they just leveled out. And of course, if your nervous system's calm, then you'll be able to get to sleep really easily, which is obviously why I came along. And obviously, if you're sleeping really well, like, and it's not just sleeping through the night, getting high-grade quality rest as well. You wake up in the morning full of beans, full of energy. You can take on the world. Everything's great. And that's just some of the reasons. Sure. Um, I mean, at the more you know spiritual level, there are other reasons as well. When your nervous system is in that level of de-excited state, you find yourself connecting with the ether effectively and you your sense of self expands beyond just your anatomy you'd mentioned the word uh, perception earlier as well yeah so what's happening there how come you're more perceptive of things and how can that change someone's life so under a fight or flight response you don't need super heightened perception you just need to basically see where the thing with big teeth is and <laughs> sure get the hell out of dodge um so because our brain uses 23 percent of our daily energy supply when you're under fight or flight your adrenals release these things called glucocorticoids they race around the body changing things they change your brain and they start shutting down or inhibiting vast swathes of um cognitive activity because you know you could put 10 or 15 percent of that energy towards survival and that could be the difference between life and death and one of the things that get seriously inhibited is perceptual capabilities. And so things tend to become a bit greyer and your vision, field of vision narrows. But of course, once we've got that dynamic going on, we normalise that. We don't even realise we're missing that spectrum anymore until you start meditating and then you start noticing birdsong again for the first time in ages. And then you start noticing all the different um, types of tweets and you start noticing more colours and sunsets look richer and more vibrant. And um, quite frankly, your perception becomes enhanced as if you've taken some of those naughty things that you and I used to enjoy. <laughs> and, um, and also your pattern recognition goes up. So you start being able to spot people's body language and the micro-muscle movements in their face. You start notice, detecting very, very subtle changes in their, the tonality of their voice. Gives you lots and lots of rich information. Things can get even more perceptually vivid, but I don't necessarily want to go into that realm. But in essence, you just start picking up a lot more information and you, you're able to tune in to what's really going on rather than falling prey to the sort of surface level dynamics that, you know, I think most people are really going around the world and judging books by their covers all the time because they're so busy and they don't necessarily have that perceptual acuity. Um, but once that opens up for you, you start to join the dots of what's going on and, and you can feel it intuitively as well. Um, your, you know, your sense of intuition goes through the roof, which means ultimately um, you, know, you become a little bit like Luke Skywalker and you start using the Force. And it's all we ever want. That's right, exactly. We all hunger to be a Jedi. We all hunger. Funnily enough, I'm, I'm listening to a, a Mark Hamill podcast this this very morning. So, <laughs> good on you. Um, does that does that tie into what we'd talked at the start of the day about gut and intuition? Yeah, I mean, I've got an interesting view on this, which is that gut instinct very clearly exists. 
There's no doubt about that. Gut instinct is where you are, your subconscious is tuning into the archives of all of your experiences and helping you to come up with a sense of what's going to have the most beneficial outcome. Intuition for me is, doesn't have to have anything to do with any past experience whatsoever. It's simply that your nervous system is now super refined that you effectively are an antennae for all of the sort of, all of the information that's flowing through the ether. And that is a scientific proposition. There is, you know, every photon of light has tons of information. And so you're able to basically tune into the field or the force if you want to get all Obi-Wan Kenobi and you can know what you need to do even though there's no prior history of that in your life. Sounds a bit, you know, woo and airy-fairy. I, usually I don't like talking about these sorts of things because... I love talking about these sorts of things. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I, I want to make sure that people feel comfortable sure. about like, meditation. If someone wants meditation as a stress management technique, they don't really want to be talking about turning their nervous system into an antennae. So I'd rather make sure that this feels relevant and accessible for everyday people. But for some reason, it feels you're asking the questions, and I never like to be evasive. So yes, you can tune into the ether and start getting information about what's likely to work well and what isn't, and that is an incredibly powerful and useful thing to develop. And it's dug me out of, or it's helped me avoid getting into lots of very, very ugly situations and it's drawn me to following something with no certainty or logic towards things that are absolutely um, wildly spectacular yes and if all the things that are brewing for us at the moment in the next couple of years come off then it's going to be it's going to be wild what we actually end up doing and so coming back to your question which is how is this how are you managing to sort of seemingly move so fast in this space and do lots of cool stuff? The secret source is that tuning into the force. Because I mean, even the even someone who's like the opposite of me that doesn't go in for that sort of thing, and they're, yeah. they're like they're almost like not anti-meditation, but it's just something that they would not do. And yes, but even that person will have a story where something call it whatever yeah told them to act in a certain way Correct. and it ended up changing or even saving their life yes i mean it's re- many of these phenomena which are poo-pooed by the skeptics yes and that's not me being judgmental towards skeptics actually in its original uh, meaning of the word skepticism it means open-minded rigor and i think that's incredibly valuable because if we're not rigorous about stuff then we could easily fall prey to all sorts of weird That's stuff. That's right. It's more about being thorough rather than being negative, isn't it? Exactly. It's more about doing the the maximum amount of homework before coming to a decision rather than just going, no, that's not a thing. Exactly. So um, the open-minded element is really, really key. Just be open-minded to try it. But again, when people are in this fight-or-flight activation, you become negative, you become defensive. You know, you, you're not really in the mood for being open-minded and... Of course, we do store up all these pains and hurts in our lives and we have had negative experiences with this and that and the other. So there's a lot of pain and prejudice that comes through. 
and people feel threatened by something that they don't understand. So it's all totally and utterly understandable that people are perhaps very sceptical, even cynical. Um, but you're right. So many people have had these experiences. And my, my dad, for example, is a classic example. You know, he was one of those 80s bruiser businessmen. <laughs> yeah. And um, I remember being in the car with we were driving up to see my grandparents in Wales when I was about nine, ten. So this would have been sort of, you know, the end of the 80s. And he started telling me about this book he was reading called... Um, children that time forgot it was all about reincarnation because and i think he was probably reading it because he'd lost a child like their first child was it died of cot, uh, cot death but anyway he was reading this book on reincarnation and he said it was so unbelievably compelling that he now believed in reincarnation i was like i mean back then i was like what but now looking back it's so antithetical to his the rest of his belief system and, you know, there are people who have had all these sort of quite paradigm-shifting experiences, but they don't fit the narrative of society. And because most people are in their left brain, that, the left brain dominance, and the left brain is very linear narrative, it discards anything that doesn't fit that narrative and it decontextualizes. You see that phenomena happening in society with our sort of collective paradigm yes everything's linearized everything's decontextualized and anything that doesn't fit gets discarded so a great example we discover dna and then as we start drilling into the dna we can only work out what three percent of that dna does so then science labels the other 97 percent junk dna like, and you know our dna is 135 billion miles long if you stretch it out there is no way that nature is going to create 125 billion miles of, or 130 billion miles of redundant stuff. Yes. It's just we haven't worked it out yet. But because there's that discomfort of not knowing what that 97% does, we kind of mock it as not being worthwhile. And you see the same dynamics with all of this sort of stuff. We don't understand it, so we mock it. And... Um, Hopefully now, as more and more of us are able to come out into the world and show people that there's nothing threatening about this. In fact, it's great. And if all you want is to be a calmer, happier, healthier and friendlier person, great. You don't have to, you know, start sitting cross-legged or, you know, going up mountaintops and wearing weird clothes. Just be cool. Do it as you like. Make use of it. Because every single person in the world could do with being more human. And in this age of AI, where the robots are going to take over all of the automatic functions, there's actually now a, a historically big imperative that we culture and develop our humanity in ever more profound ways. Because otherwise we will become redundant. Now, people will be hanging off your every word what can you say about the book for those that want to dive even deeper? Yes. Um, just say a few words about it. Sure. That. So, uh, lots of publishers wanted me to write a how-to guide to meditation. And that, that's the route one option, isn't it? That's Exactly. You can see why they were... Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing they can be confident that lots of people are going to buy. My view is you cannot teach effectively how to meditate, people how to meditate 
when through a book. It's a very, very dry format. But I did want to help people understand meditation and if they are trying different meditations, give them some guidance on how they can do it better and give them some guidance on how they can find the right place to learn. And that's why we developed the app, because at least with an app, there's much more, you can communicate much more richly. Um, so then it was a case of, well, how can we engage people without just saying, meditation is great and here's the science, which is the other thing you could do. So it was like, okay, well, we've taught thousands of people. They've all had these life-changing experiences. Let's just go and meet 15 very, very typical everyday people yep. and hear their stories. And then I will use their story to tell the story of meditation generally and give all these hints and tips in the meantime. And there's lots of exercises in there. You know, I'm happy to give people cool exercises to do, but um, that's really as much as I can do in integrity. So the feedback on the book has been really amazing and I feel actually quite um, honoured that people have enjoyed it so much. And I think it's a very refreshing take on this whole meditation thing and just showing that it is for normal people living normal lives. And it helps you realise, wow, we are all actually having the same experiences and going through the same challenges and turmoil and have the same hopes and fears and wow yes change is possible quite quickly and I want that change for myself so and at the end of the book I basically give people guidance on how you can make that change happen you know not necessarily with us but with just anyone who's qualified. Now I imagine just to wrap up because I'm, I'm mindful that you've You've been incredibly generous with your time to the extent where I think you might be late for your next thing. I've got to go to Google and teach them. And <laughs> uh, well, may, may I ask, I imagine a lot of people will be listening to this on the tube of the train. Is there a technique that you could um, perhaps give the listener that they could take away now, even if it's like a, just a, a 10 second little takeaway tip? I'd be very happy to. I think the best thing I can do is probably guide people to the effortlessmind.co.uk because there's about nine different exercises great and that gives people an opportunity to try different flavors get the bija meditation app or if people uh, wish to do something very very simple then just scanning your body this is classic great meditation 101 start off with the feet make sure you feel both feet both parts of the legs both knees both thighs both hands both arms all together because when you when you feel these things simultaneously, it activates the brain differently than feeling parts individually. Excellent. Go through the whole body, tune into the breath, and <clears throat> one of the key things is if you feel a dominant sensation in your body, rather than wanting to make it go away, just let your attention hover there, and after a few minutes, it will slowly dissolve. And that will be much more releasing than if we ignore it or if we try and reject it. That's my quick tip. That, that was wonderful. Uh, Will, thank you so much. Huge thanks to Will Williams. I can, I can tell you that I've been using... Gosh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but here we go. I've been using an, an early version of his, of his new app, the Beja app. It's out June the 17th. And as someone who ultimately lacks the discipline to meditate on their own without... Uh, without all the assistance in the world. I, I found it incredibly useful. Um, this, this is not sponsored content. Uh, I, I've been using it, I've been trying to use it every day. 
uh, so I've had a, a sneak peek at some of the early tracks. So the Beja Meditation app, I can, uh, having used a, a very early version, I can personally recommend it. 17th of June, it's excellent. Um, we will be back next week. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm, I'm, I, nearly, I nearly spoiled who the guest was next week. I can't. Uh, it's an absolute cracker. It's an absolute cracker. Um, so we'll see you next next uh, Monday. Uh, as ever, sales inquiries, sales at balance.media. And to drop me a line, podcast at balance.media. Have a lovely week. And I hope you, you know, if you don't meditate, maybe Will has given you that nudge that you perhaps need. Uh, and if you do, I'm sure you enjoyed listening to, uh, to Will, uh, a real mensch. Anyway, take care. Thank you as always. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 